Hey everyone, welcome to Phil Goes to Camp. I am the titular Phil, and the titular camp is Camp Crystal Lake, home turf of one Jason Voorhees. If you're new here, I'm Phil, and I'm watching the Friday the 13th series of movies for the first time in my life. Also, if you're new here, please peruse our back catalog of regular episodes. My son Austin and I have over 100 in-depth movie reviews and conversations in the archives of full episodes. Um, I think we have 111. We just finished our uh, our seventh season, and we have a lot of episodes, regular episodes, special episodes like this. Uh, there's a lot back there. Go check it out. Today I'm talking about Freddy vs. Jason, the movie that explores Generation X's greatest philosophical debate, who would win in a fight between Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. The greatest minds of that age can finally rest, when in 2003, New Line Cinema made this movie and decided, once and for all, the answer to that query. Uh... Because it appears no one can come to a consensus on whether or not this movie is actually Friday the 13th canon. And yes, I did look it up. And yes, I spent an embarrassing amount of time reading comments on a Reddit post. Uh, arguing for and against both of these viewpoints. If you've ever doubted my commitment to the listener... This is what I've done. I've fucked up my movie recommendations on Max, and now I've fucked up my Google uh, search algorithm by daring to ask if this movie is canon. Um, but if uh, no one can, no one can decide. Um, is this is this actual official Friday the Thirteenth canon or not? Um, and because no one can decide, I don't think we should necessarily be very strict about how it lines up in the Star Trek pattern of quality. But just out of curiosity, I am going to put it up against the template and see where it lines up. Um, this is a significant step up from Jason X in terms of quality, in terms of entertainment. So yes, if we are counting this as the 11th movie, it appears it has fully shed the Star Trek pattern and is actually improving in quality with each odd-numbered entry. It's, it's remarkable. It's a fascinating discovery that it not only has broken free of the Star Trek pattern, but it's actually reversed itself. It's, it's very strange. Um, I think I should get some kind of grant for discovering this phenomenon uh, in talking about these movies. Um, so, someone who knows how to get grant money, please hit me up, uh, austinandphil at gmail.com, and, um, and, and see if we can, uh, see if I can get some money for, for, uh, watching this series of movies. Alright, let's get to this. I'm gonna come right out and say, on the note that I don't think this is Friday the 13th canon, and, um... That's because this is structured and it plays out like a Freddy movie. Um, this is like just another Nightmare on Elm Street sequel, except in this one, Jason is the final girl. 
the plot revolves around Freddy. Freddy is the one with actually the biggest character arc. He's the one who wants something and is working to get it. Freddy is the villain to everyone in this movie. And Freddy's biggest opposition is not the teenage girl boss like normal, but it's Jason. Uh, Jason is is the final girl. Um, this is a Freddy movie, not a Jason movie at all. Uh, and and I think maybe that has something to do with it being New Line Cinema and them being, you know, Team Freddy for so long. Maybe they're just playing favorites. I don't know. But uh, Jason being the final girl, I don't think we should really consider this to be much of a Jason movie. We don't call the original Nightmare on Elm Street a Nancy movie. The final girl doesn't get to claim it as their movie. It's the killer's movie. Um, this isn't a Jason movie. He's here kind of just to cross-promote. And it doesn't feel like the film really respects Jason. Um it's just sort of uh, uh, using him as a promotional tool. Um, but they should because uh, they should respect him, I think. They should treat him better because I think Jason is the best part of this movie, hands down. He is big and dumb and lethal. He has some great kills. Uh, and the movie does actually try to make him a little bit sympathetic, which is uh, kind of a nice change. It's kind of a nice twist. They do uh, some flashbacks where they do show that he was bullied as a child for being, uh, you know, quote-unquote deformed. Uh, <clears throat> and and uh, they also show that he's he's afraid of water as a result of drowning. Which is a pretty natural response to water if you drown. Um, but the fact that this is the 11th Friday the 13th movie, the 10th with Jason in it. Um, and they've never mentioned or shown that he's afraid of water in any of the rest of the movies where Jason lives by and occasional at the bottom of a lake. Jason lives by a lake for, for 50 years. And now all of a sudden he's afraid of water. I don't think so. Um, uh, but it is, it is standard for this franchise which is constantly retconning itself there is no continuity that's that's my biggest takeaway from from this series is there's no continuity in friday the 13th it is very loosely held together uh the anti-bullying thing is kind of interesting because they do sort of paint him as uh, uh sympathetic because he's bullied um this movie also it takes pains to show um, some of the the teenage girls, their boyfriends are bullying, uh, abusive, misogynist. They, they're, they're sort of going out of their ways to say, uh, this isn't good behavior. And then uh, there's something that actually kind of surprised me is one of the characters calls Freddy the F-slur. Um, I, I know this movie is 20 years old. I know we can say, well, you know, two decades. Uh, it's a different time. We weren't as aware. I mean, if we're going to go as far as is to start uh, uh, anti-bullying uh, way ahead of the curve. It, it is a little surprising to hear that word end up in here as a, a major pejorative from one of the heroes. <laughs> um, 
it's uh it's weird it it got my attention a uh, different time or no it's always a little shocking to hear uh some stuff like that uh anyway there are some cool things about this movie there's some cool subplots about uh dream suppressing pharmaceuticals there's a a murder mystery it's not even a b plot it's like a c or a d plot uh there's a sick cornfield rave uh that turns into a massacre that's pretty cool and I give points to all of those things for being interesting, for trying to add some depth to this movie, for being some cool set pieces. Uh, but the movie just, it kind of spirals into boredom somewhere in the middle. It's watchable, uh, but it's disposable. It's It's got some cool set pieces and some great kills, but I also found myself uh, scrolling through my phone, uh, is feeding my grandson at one point and paying, a, you know, as you should pay more attention to the baby in the room, but it just, yeah, this movie had a hard time holding my attention. It's not bad. It's well-produced. Um, uh, you know, the budget shows sometimes the CGI is a little bad, but it's, it's a well-produced movie. Uh, it just, it's it's uninteresting. Maybe it's a, that it, I'm you know a month deep in in immersing myself in these movies. Um, but it really had a hard time uh, holding my attention. It does wander a little bit over that hour and a half mark, only by like ten minutes though, and it just made it feel uh, uh, way longer. Uh, Freddie. Uh, Freddy's here. It's, it's good to see Robert England playing Freddy again, but Freddy is not even very fun in this one. He's, you know, he's just, I don't know any of the cool, interesting kills, the marionette stuff, the, uh, you know, the TV, the welcome to primetime bitch, the one-liners, uh, uh, all that stuff. That's a little fun scattered throughout the, the Nightmare movies, which I am a little more familiar with. I did see a few of those. And I think I think Nightmare uh, peaked with Wes Craven's new Nightmare, the one where he, he it was Scream before Scream. It's actually really interesting. I recommend checking it out because it's it's meta horror before that was a thing. It was sort of like, I always look at it as... Wes Craven's trial run of Scream. Um, but uh, I think that's where that franchise peaked. And here it's just Freddy going through the motions. He's like a comedian who's been around for a long time. And he's doing the same shtick. Uh, people laugh and clap, but it's pretty half-hearted. It's really played out and it, it reads as a little sad. He's the Larry the Cable Guy of Slashers, and it's just not working anymore. Uh, the best kills here all belong to Jason, I think. Uh, there's He folds a dude up in half backwards uh, in a bed, just folds the guy in half. It's it's a really, like, it's silly. It's, it's in line with that thing that I've come to like about uh, Jason is some of the kills that are the silliest. And the most over-the-top are actually the most fun. And and it's, I think, when these movies are doing their best. And I think Jason is... He's got some really good moments in this in this movie. Um, 
yeah, that's that's it. That's for it for Freddy versus Jason. It's about what I expected. It's not great, but it's it's fun. It's it's this is a movie that um I know we're past it now. But this is one of those movies that I think could be kind of fun to put on if you had a Halloween party. Like a Halloween party for adults, obviously, or you know, high school students, whatever. Um, parental discretion advice. But this is the kind of movie, it's watchable enough, you don't have to hang in and pay a bunch of attention to it. It's fun enough. You just put it on, it's in the background of a Halloween party that you're having at your place, and and it's just kind of silly, uh, fun with serial killers. Uh, but that's about the extent of this. Next time I am going to watch the Friday the 13th remake, which I have mentioned a few times I am a little more fond of. I I think that's a, a much better produced movie, but I'm going to get into the nuts and bolts of it a little bit more. Uh, but that's next time. As for this time, I'm reporting from the completely burned down remains of Camp Crystal Lake, located on the fraying edge of my sanity. This is Phil. I will talk to you next time. <laughs>